You're listening to Better at English. Hi, English learners. Lori here, your teacher from betteratenglish.com. Wherever and whenever you happen to be listening to this, I hope you're doing great. I'm recording this in early November 2020, and if you aren't living out in the bush somewhere with no connection to the outside world, you're probably aware that it's a pretty stressful time. So, because the past few episodes I've given you have been about rather heavy topics, I thought I'd give you something lighter for a change. A couple of weeks ago, I recorded a fun conversation with another English teacher. Her name is Eliza, and she's from Belarus. She's not a native speaker of English, but her English is fantastic. I really enjoyed talking to Eliza, and I think you'll agree that her infectious enthusiasm and positivity really shine in this conversation. And I also think that teachers who are not native speakers of the language they teach. Have a deep understanding of what it's actually like to learn that language, and that this can really benefit their students. I often wish that I could somehow experience learning English like a non-native speaker, just so I would have insight into what it's really like. Eliza teaches online at Italki, so if you feel like your personalities would click and you want to get in touch with her about lessons, you'll find her Italki profile linked in the show notes. All right. The conversation you'll hear is actually the very first time Eliza and I ever spoke. So I start off by asking her how she learned English because I was really curious about that. What follows is a great example of a typical informal conversation in English between two people who don't know each other but who at least have some things in common. Becoming conversational in a foreign language is really difficult because. Conversations are completely unpredictable. There's no way that you can prepare in advance for everything that might happen in a conversation. As you'll hear, Eliza and I cover quite a range of topics. We talk about how Eliza learned English as a child, and then move on to the health benefits of spending time outside, our favorite seasons, and even whether or not it's a good idea to pick and eat wild mushrooms. We both live in the northern hemisphere, where it's autumn or fall right now. So there's a lot of vocabulary related to the colors, the weather, and the feelings and moods of autumn. And hey, I even learned a new English expression from this conversation. Listen and see if you can hear what that was. And if you're interested in grammar, there are some great examples of the use of the modal verb would to talk about activities that you typically used to do in the past. There are also lots of different types of conditional sentences in this conversation, so those are some things you can listen for if you're interested in picking out specific grammar points from this episode. As always, you can find the transcript of this episode linked in the show notes, or you can go to my website betteratenglish.com and find this transcript and many more, all waiting there for you to download for your personal language study. My website also has all the different ways you can get in touch with me to let me know how you respond to these podcasts. What do you like? What don't you like? What do you want more of, less of? I make these podcasts for you, so if you have something to share with me, please do. Okay, let's get started with the conversation. Are you ready? 
Here we go. Um, I don't know how old you were when you started learning English, but your English is really, really amazing. Oh, yeah. I started learning English when I was a kid. I was seven years old at that time or six, maybe six and a half at school. But, you know, I took an interest in English uh, in high school because I participated in Olympiads competitions and I studied on my own for six hours per day. I bought books. My parents helped me a lot at that time because um, we went to the capital of Belarus, Minsk, to buy British books because the, the shop uh, of British books was only in Minsk at that time. And I had no, uh, the internet was not so widespread at that time and it didn't have any resources. So thanks to my parents and their support, I was able to buy a lot of books and I just studied, studied and studied and crammed for hours on end and participated in Olympiads and won, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's yeah, impressive. I, I think it's so cool to hear that the, the motivation and the interest came from yes. within you because, I mean, wouldn't uh -huh, you agree uh -huh. that if you really want to learn and become super mm -hmm. proficient at a language, you really do need that motivation? Exactly. Yeah, it's not possible without it. Actually, maybe it's not a good idea for a teacher to say so, but I believe that um, being self-taught is sometimes um, more efficient, more effective, more productive mm. than being taught by somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, but not but not everybody can be self-taught equally well. I mean, it yeah. takes a lot of self-discipline, motivation. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. And I think it, most important is that you have a genuine need or that there's something mm -hmm. that you want to do with the language, that you right. really feel motivated. Like, I really want to be able to right. do this thing. I can't do exactly. it now. So what do I need to do to be able to teach uh -huh. myself or have a teacher help me right. be able to do this thing that I want to do. If you don't have Agreed. that, it's, I don't know, unless you have it like more of an an interest just in language in general and find uh -huh. it fun to yeah. look at as more of like an objective study, then right. for me, it seems like it's hard to really make progress. But I digress. Uh -huh. I digress. Have Have you been able... <laughs> okay. Um, one thing about teaching online, I yes. can imagine that you have to spend a lot of time inside at the computer. Is that... It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. I've been searching for different materials for a long time before I stumbled upon something worthwhile to include into lessons. But actually, I've been teaching for many years. So that's why for me now, it's not that hard as it was, uh, for example, nine years ago. Now it's kind of just a walk in the park, if I may say so. Yeah, <laughs> metaphorical, <laughs> metaphorical walk in the park. But you are yeah. still, when you're teaching and doing these things, you're still inside, right? You don't take your laptop outside and do lessons. Oh, you know, uh, the weather now uh, doesn't enable me to do this. Mm. Of course, I would do this with pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I did it uh, in the summer last summer, but now it's not possible. Actually, I'm looking out of the window right now and I can see a drizzle. It's drizzling, uh -huh. the, su the sky's overcast. Yeah. And yeah, it's not inviting. So no, yeah, I don't no. want to go out now. Yeah. I, I feel the same way when I look outside and see it's raining. I'm not so yeah. motivated to get outside. Um, but I will say, as long as you have mm -hmm. proper clothing and it's not like just too mm -hmm. terrible, you know, just totally pouring down with heavy winds uh -huh. or something. For me, the hardest yeah. part is just getting out the door. 
Once I'm out the door, <laughs> then I, I find that right. it's really, it's not that bad, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. Especially yeah. uh, you can uh, go leaf peeping, yeah? Not just go in for a walk, but leaf peeping, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I didn't. You We had talked earlier and you had mentioned this idea about leaf peeping and I had no uh -huh. idea what it was. Yeah, it's, it's a, a funny sounding term which means just uh, obviously what, what can you do with leaves yeah when you're walking uh, on a brisk autumn morning you can just pick leaves red yellow russet different colored leaves and yeah. just enjoy the views yeah sort of these things yeah and apparently it's actually a term that is an american term for basically going sightseeing with the goal of looking at beautiful autumn foliage, if I understand yeah. it correctly. But yeah. I had never heard it heard it before. And at first I thought, ooh, that sounds a bit dodgy, <laughs> leaf peeping. <laughs> what could does. that be? Hiding it in the does. bushes, hiding in the bushes and peeping out through the leaves. <laughs> oh, that's what but, one of my students told me. Yeah, when I asked him what he thinks it might mean. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's not that dodgy as it sounds. <laughs> no. Actually, it's very beneficial if you yeah. go for a stroll in an autumn park and collect some leaves. It's not just um, the idea of cleaning the leaves from the earth, from the <laughs> ground. Yeah. Yeah. But enjoying the different colors and yeah. soaking up the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, according to some psychologists, it can boost your mood. Yeah, it can um, keep at bay some yeah. viruses and uh, strengthen your immune system. So lots and lots of different benefits. Yeah, and I would say that that probably generalizes to mm -hmm. just being outdoors in general in pleasant surroundings, that it's not yeah. specifically related to leaf peeping or you know, autumn mm -hmm. foliage, but just in general, being outdoors in pleasant mm -hmm. surroundings, experiencing the wind on your face and the sun shining and s seeing, you know, the plants and the trees. And if you're lucky, maybe animals that that there's something in mm -hmm. us that just it really makes us feel good. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, maybe it can be explained by the fact that we as a human race, yeah, we've uh, lived close to nature more than we've lived in concrete jungles, yeah, in cities, sure, in big cities. Uh, so, yeah, actually, how long have been have we been living in cities? Yeah, uh, in terms of history, yeah, for two centuries, yeah, something like that. I would say yeah. it probably started it's a drop the, in the ocean around the industrial yeah. revolution, but history is really not. Not at all my <laughs> my expertise at all, okay. but compared to our our the the course of human evolution, the time we lived uh -huh. in cities is is just a tiny little blip, really. That's right. I That's would right. imagine it's a drop in the ocean yeah. compared to yeah. all the long centuries and thousands of years mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. communing with nature, living mm -hmm. side by side. Yeah, yeah. That's why I believe nature comes down your nerves and it's the mm -hmm. best healing method. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that I, I just love being out in nature when I can. But mm -hmm. actually, where I live right now mm -hmm. is not really the best for being outdoors. Um, really? Why is that? 
Um, mainly because I live I live sort of on the outskirts of a little town, and it's mostly an agricultural mm-hmm. area. So I can get out and I can walk, but the I have to walk on quite a bit of kind of dangerous roads oh. before I get to a place where what a shame. It, yeah, it is a shame, and I could. I mean, it's so easy. I'm actually so lazy and so spoiled. I could just <laughs> hop in the car or get on my bike, and you know within 10 minutes be somewhere much nicer but i find that i just don't take the time to do that and that's something i think oh, i need i need okay. to change okay is it because of the autumn or um do you tend to behave like this in all seasons it's it's pretty much all seasons and it's it's oh. since i mm-hmm. moved here to the netherlands for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially mm-hmm. moved to where we live now we moved to a new house a couple years ago and it's just not like the area right around the house where I walk out the door and get on, you know, start walking. It's not that uh-huh. nice for walking. I would have to make an I effort see. to to go somewhere okay. else. But okay. what about what about you? Where where you live? Do you have a nice place nearby where oh, you can Oh. Uh fortunately, I live uh near a park. Actually, there is a forest, a patch of forest near my house and a park so I can choose uh, where to go. And actually, um, yeah, I'm spoiled in that sense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that you can do. Um, Not only just go for a stroll or leaf peeping, for instance, (laughs) go mushroom picking. Though it's not my cup of tea. What about you? Do you like it? Have you you tried picking mushrooms, really? I'm ashamed to say no. I've never done this because I'd never trust my choice of mushrooms. Mm. I wouldn't wouldn't want to get food poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But it's immensely popular among people here in Belarus. Okay. Because I live in capital, in the capital of Belarus, mm-hmm. Minsk. And you know that in autumn, a lot of my acquaintances, friends, even students go mushroom collecting to forests. <laughs> oh, wow. That It's so interesting that you bring that up because before I lived here mm-hmm. in the Netherlands, I lived in Sweden for, mm-hmm. whoa, close to 20 years. And oh, okay. there... Mushroom picking in the autumn is totally a thing. Oh, really? Yeah, you it's see? yeah, mm-hmm. and I was fortunate enough to have mm-hmm. um, parents-in-law who were very, very good at picking <laughs> mushrooms, and because it's such a popular thing, that um, you learn actually that there are they call them the seven okay. safe types of mushrooms. Oh, that once you really? learn to identify those seven types. It's almost impossible to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. So if you're still, a be- I'm not convinced, though. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I will. I'm say- really afraid of that. This thing. Yeah, yeah. But what, once you've learned, and once you've been out and actually got your hands dirty and done it, and you've really learned the, you know, the seven safe types, you'll see okay. that it would be really. I think the only way that you could make a mistake is if somehow, as you were cleaning your mushrooms. A mm-hmm. bad one sort of got in and you didn't notice it. Oh. But it would right. be really, really hard to, um, for example, um, what they call a... To com- confuse them? Yeah, yeah. It would oh, be really hard if you stick to those seven safe types because it's not only oh. the way the mushrooms look, but it's how they smell, where they grow, mm-hmm. and yeah. So I, I feel right. safe. I would feel safe picking my own mushrooms and eating them, but... <laughs> 
Yeah. What's holding you back? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've actually never tried here in the Netherlands. I, I don't. Oh. I, we have forests, so I'm sure there must be must be okay. mushrooms growing to pick. But you know, oh, get, after the podcast, <laughs> maybe yeah. you're going to pick yeah. a bucket. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get all, get go. dressed and go out yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I will say that it is one of my best memories of being outdoors. Is Going mushroom picking on a beautiful, oh. crisp, clear, cool autumn day mm-hmm. and spending all day walking through the forest and picking mushrooms. And then, you know, you, it's a little bit cold, but not okay. to where you're super uncomfortable. And, yeah, it's just so satisfying to then come Soothing. home. Yeah, yeah, come home and you've, you've had exercise and you've been out in nature and – yeah, I really actually okay. miss that from Sweden. It's it's funny, but talking about it now has brought up all those feelings. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting nostalgic, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about you? Uh, Have you got any uh, um, memories uh-huh. of particularly nice times being oh, out in nature? Mm, you know, uh, okay, apart from leaf peeping and... The absence of mushroom picking, what else can be done? <laughs> what else can I be doing in parks? Uh, maybe just going for going, going on a picnic might be an option for me mm. because I like barbecue, grilled fish, for example, oh, yeah. even mushrooms, grilled mushrooms, mm. but not picked by anyone. <laughs> I know <laughs> vegetables also. And, you know, I remember the picnics that we had with mm. our family when I was a child, mm. yeah, back in childhood. That was uh, fantastic because my father would cook um, fabulous barbecue and mm. my brother would go fishing mm. and me and my mom would spend the day talking. And also there would be some friends or uh, relatives of ours mm-hmm. and we'd be spending really a wonderful time to gather in nature yeah despite the mosquitoes actually yeah that's a nuisance but if we don't take them into consideration i believe that nature is a wonderful thing in all seasons yeah yeah it's it's definitely i I think all seasons have their you know have Mm -hmm. their charm exactly Hello again. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Eliza. You know, it's funny. Ever since our conversation, I've been making it a point to spend more time outside. And I have to say, it feels amazing. And I truly feel that it was a direct result of talking to Eliza. It's like it gave me a little motivational boost. And incidentally, I recently heard from Eliza that the same is true for her. She's also been motivated to do more exercise out in the fresh air. Do you remember in the introduction, I mentioned that conversations are tricky because you can't predict where they're going to go? Well, the results of conversations are also unpredictable. You never really know where a conversation is going to lead you or how getting to know someone new is going to affect your life. All right, then. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere... I hope you're able to enjoy some cool, clear autumn weather and that nature is treating you to a gorgeous display of autumn colors. It's a great time of year for walking outdoors, so I hope you're somewhere you can take advantage of that. 
Maybe you can even try some leaf peeping or mushroom picking. But mushroom picking only if you really know what you're doing, please. In the show notes, you'll find links to Eliza's teacher profile on italki, as well as other places you can find her online. And there are also links to some supplementary articles about the health benefits of being outdoors and, of course, leaf peeping. That's all for this time. This is Lori signing off from Better at English headquarters, wishing you an inspired and productive day. Bye for now.